Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello, 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 and welcome. This is episode 43 of Talk and Plank, a Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugouts. I'm Nathan Hirsch, tonight going solo, and uh, I'm here today to talk about the Pirates and their sad, sad team that is this season. Um, pretty much before the series started, I boldly predicted that Pirates win three out of four games. They did not win three games. They lost all four games and were swept in pretty heartbreaking fashion in each game. They found a different way to lose. Um, just going back to Thursday, Pirates got out to a nice 3 nothing lead in the first inning. Gave up five runs in the seventh to go down 5-3. to three. We're able to come back in heroic fashion thanks to a Michael Perez single in the ninth to tie it at five. And then in the 11th inning, William Defoe uh, could not handle a routine pop-up at second base. And uh, the ball dropped, and the Cubs won 6-5. to five. That was Thursday. I will say, though, Thursday, really great game from Mitch Keller. Probably his best start as a Pirate. Six innings pitched. No earned runs, six hits, eight strikeouts, zero walks. That was huge. But uh, in the seventh inning, Chad Cole just blew it. Only could get one out. Gave up five earned runs on six hits, two home runs. And uh, the Cubs took the lead and eventually won that game in 11 innings. So Pirates lost that one. Once again, these Cubs are not good at all. They're one of the worst teams in the National League since trading all of their good players away at the trade deadline. So these were some pretty terrible losses for the Pirates, even by their standards. But, uh, yeah, they lost that game. On Friday, another 6-5 to loss. This time, the Pirates were down 5 nothing, and everything seemed pretty terrible and dire at the moment. But the Pirates were able to scratch themselves themselves back into the game Anthony Alford hit two home runs uh Hoy Park hit a home run they were able to tie the game at five and then after tying the game 
at five in the top of the sixth inning. They immediately gave the lead right back thanks to a Cubs home run in the bottom of the sixth inning. And that was the score, six to five. The Pirates lost that game as well. So two games so far, two heartbreaking losses in two different ways. In the third game, the Pirates lost seven to six. In this game, the Pirates were able to get out to a nice one nothing lead in the first, thanks to a Yoshi Susugo home run. One thing I was right about, I will say, before the podcast or before the series on last podcast, I predicted that Yoshi would hit a few home runs, and he did hit a home run uh, Saturday. Gave the Pirates a one nothing lead. Pirates were then trailing three to one in the fourth. Came back, took a six to three lead in the fifth. It looked as though, okay, six three lead. They're going to hold on to this one. But in the bottom of the ninth inning, with a six to four lead, uh, the Pirates gave up three runs to lose, seven to six. Chris Stratton got the loss in that one. His first loss of the year. He's now five and one on the season. I jinxed that when I was uh, when I pointed out the fact that he was five and zero oh on the season for a team such as the Pirates. He's now five and one. The ERA is up to three eighty eight, and um, another just terrible, terrible, heartbreaking loss. And um, that was that. And then the Sunday game. This was probably the craziest game. Another home run from Yoshi in the first inning. Uh, that was good. But then in the bottom of the second, Cubs responded with two solo home runs of them um, for themselves. But in the top of the third, Brian Reynolds hit a grand slam to give the Pirates a 5-2 to two lead. At that point, you're like, okay, 5-2 to two lead, Pirates are winning. Maybe today's the day that they can hold a lead and win a game. Nope. In the bottom of the third, um, Matt Duffy responded with a grand slam himself, which at the time gave the Pirates, I mean the Cubs, sorry, gave them a 7-5 to five lead. Pirates were able to come back, though. They eventually tied the game at 7 uh, in the fifth inning, thanks to a uh, wild pitch. That's how the Pirates were able to tie the game. And then in the sixth, they were actually able to take the lead thanks to Jacob Stallings' infield single. But in the bottom of the seventh inning, the Cubs hit yet another grand slam. Uh, this time it was Frank Schwindel, who, I'm not going to lie to you, never heard of in my life, but this season he's been really, really good. He's hitting 338, 11 home runs, in uh, OPS above 1,000. So he's been great for the Cubs. But, uh, he gave the Cubs the go-ahead grand slam. This was the first game in MLB history where there were three go-ahead grand slams, which saw that, and it was, that, that was pretty crazy. History was made in today's crazy, crazy game. But uh, it just goes to show, I mean, especially on the pitching side, the Pirates just are not good offensively they came they came they came into play they scored five runs five runs six runs and eight runs so they they look great with the bats uh this weekend brian reynolds continues to be awesome he had four hits on sunday he's sitting 301 384 518 uh 
hit his 22nd home run of the year. Brian Hayes returned in this series. He had a double in the Sunday game. Yoshi, as I mentioned, had a few home runs. Colin Moran, he had a home run in the one game. But uh, just pitching-wise, a true disaster. In the Sunday game, Will Crow, three innings pitched, seven earned runs. Um, just absolutely awful. Sam Howard got the loss in the Sunday game, gave up two earned runs, was only able to get one out. And the one out he did get was uh, on probably one of the best plays you'll see an outfielder make this season, Ben Gamble. Parallel to the ground, diving catch into left field on the warning track, no less. Kicked up a ton of dirt. And that was actually a key play in the game, though, because the Pirates clearly had the runner running back to first base doubled up but Colin Moran could not handle the throw. The inning was extended, and eventually the grand slam was hit. So just a terrible series all around. The Pirates are now 48 and 89 on the season, and they actually passed the Texas Rangers. They've kind of been neck and neck with the Rangers for the third overall pick in next year's draft. The Pirates are a half game worse than the Rangers, who uh, won Sunday. So Pirates have the third pick right now. Uh, they're only, let's see, three and a half games behind the Diamondbacks for the second pick. And the first pick still pretty pretty far off. The Pirates are, let's see, five and a half games up on the Orioles. The Orioles are probably going to get that first overall pick. Run differential-wise, the Pirates are one of two teams with a run differential of minus 200 or more. They're at minus 209. The Orioles are at minus 233. So, Pirates are slightly worse than uh, the Diamondbacks, who are minus 190. But, uh, yeah, at the Major League level, just a pretty, pretty terrible series overall. Um, just to not be able to win one of those games when all four of those games were extremely winnable. Um, they just lost in the most unique ways. It was actually kind of funny if you think about it, all the different ways that they, they found a loss against the Cubs team, which I need to, need to remind you again, they suck. The Cubs are terrible. The Cubs are 63 and 75. So, I mean, their record is I mean, it's just averagely bad, but as a roster, the Cubs are not good at all. And uh, the Pirates were not able to to get one win. It's actually funny. The Cubs have actually won six straight games, which that's pretty funny to me. The Pirates have lost six straight games themselves, and the Pirates have actually now lost, let's see, eight of their last nine. And I was talking to Jake on the last podcast about, you know, Pirates are pretty much cemented in the top four when it comes to uh, their draft position for next season. So tanking isn't really super necessary at this point in the season. You actually want to see the team win some games. And I thought, uh, schedule-wise, after the White Sox, Pirates would... The schedule's pretty light. I thought they could win some games against the Cubs. That didn't happen. Six-game road trip in Chicago Chicago alone. Pirates lost all six games. 
Um, but moving forward, they uh, they return home Monday, and they will play the Detroit Tigers for three. The Monday game is at 1.35 p.m. It will be uh, Bryce Wilson, and he will be facing off against Tariq Skubal, who pretty good this year, 8-12, 426 ERA, 150 strikeouts. Maybe not pretty good, but he's not, he's not, a, he's not a bad pitcher. Uh, Skubal will be probably pretty tough for the Pirates, a tough left-hander. Um, We'll see. We'll see if the Pirates are able to do anything. The Pirates do not have a listed starter for Tuesday, but uh, they will be facing off against Willie Peralta, who uh, 368 ERA this season. He's only let me see here. He started 13 games, um, 66 innings pitched given up 11 home runs so we'll see what the pirates are able to do against him and then the final game of this detroit series keller gets the ball again mitch keller who as i mentioned one one pretty pretty solid bright spot in this series was mitch keller's performance but like a broken record i've been saying this all season long we'll see if he's able to maybe one time string together two straight good starts he has still not been able to do that. Um, two out of his last three, though, have been good. Uh, his his last start before this past Thursday start, he gave up seven runs to the Cardinals. But the start before that, he pitched five scoreless against the Cardinals. But we'll see. Will Mitch Keller be able to uh, string together a second straight good solid start? That's the question. We'll see that. We'll see him attempt to do that on Wednesday. And he will be opposing Matt Manning, who Matt Manning, kind of like Mitch Keller, a pretty highly touted uh, starting pitcher. He's only 23, but uh, he has struggled this season. He is 3-6 and six with a 6.29 ERA and uh, 48 earned runs. I mean, sorry, 44 earned runs, 48 total runs, over 63 innings pitched in uh, 13 starts. Walks have been an issue for him. 21 walks, only 35 strikeouts. So Pirates will have a chance to win on Wednesday, pitching matchup-wise at least. So we'll see. We'll see about that. And then after the uh, Detroit series next weekend, the Pirates will host the Washington Nationals. For three games and uh i'm actually going to one of those games i've barely gone to any games at all this season but i will be going next next uh next friday actually so that'll be cool in that game that'll be steven brault against uh josiah gray that's listed right now you never know what's going to happen uh, in a week's time so that's the schedule and then after washington early early next next week uh they play Cincinnati, and that's bound to be a nightmare. Nightmare as uh, Cincinnati has destroyed the Pirates all season long. I will say, I saw a tweet earlier this week, and it was pretty, uh, pretty encouraging. It was a Baseball America tweet, 
and they pretty much tweeted out the best organizational records in uh, baseball this season. And the Rays have the best organizational record. The Yankees are second. The Pirates actually have the third best organizational record in all of baseball. That is uh, their MLB team as well as all four full-season minor league affiliate teams. So, although the Pirates are, let me see here, 41 games under 500 at the major league level, they're still overall, as an organization, 233 and 180. So, they're 53 games over 500 as an organization. So, my math is right. Their minor league organizations are... 94 games over 500 so i mean that's pretty solid um i will say though sunday night (laughs) greensboro lost 23 to 4 so that not not too great there but uh, overall as an organization as a as minor league squads the pirates have been really great this season and on the last podcast uh me and jake we we kind of we kind of talked about how, you know, how how long is it really going to take for the Pirates to be competitive again at the major league level? And we we know that we're waiting. And we're waiting for some of these players to come up and be really good. You know, O'Neill Cruz, Nick Gonzalez, uh, Quinn Priester, even at AAA. I didn't really give them enough love, but Miguel Yajure, uh Tucapita Marcano, Guys like that, just there's there's talent all throughout the minor leagues. But at what point will they make it to the majors, and at what points will they start producing wins for the actual Pittsburgh Pirates? Uh, that that's the question. And uh, next year might be just as ugly as this year. But I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But overall, though, it's good to see that the Pirates, as an organization, uh, Ben Sherrington has really done a good job at replenishing the farm system and adding talents. And at least at the minor league level, you're seeing wins and you're seeing production. You just hope that uh, as these players start to trickle up to the major leagues, you hope to see that uh, translate at this level. And that is, that's the key. That's the hardest part, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, just looking around here, I, I mentioned the Pirates are 48 and 89. Their win percentage is 350. They are 35 and a half games back of first place. And I believe it was on the last podcast that uh, we mentioned that the Pirates are officially eliminated from playoff contention, which super sad. I was holding on to that sliver of hope that they could win. 45 straight games and uh, get into the postseason, but that's, that's just not going to be the case. Um, We'll see though. I mean, I guess we could talk about some good things. Yoshi, Yoshi Susugo. He's, he's been really great for the pirates. Um, All he does is hit home runs and he, he, his overall numbers this season are still really bad because uh, the thing is, he only had 31 plate appearances with the uh, the Dodgers, and he also had 87 plate appearances with 
uh, the Tampa Bay Rays this season. He was absolutely garbage for both of those teams. Um, didn't hit above 200 for either team. Didn't get on base above 300 for either team. Didn't even slug above 250 for either of those teams. He was absolutely awful. But with the Pirates, he has seven home runs. And his slugging percentage is above 900. And uh, he's really been great in the let me see how many plate appearances he has with the old buckos uh 49 plate appearances seven home runs so i mean at that pace seven home runs every 50 plate appearances or so that that's what let's say you get 600 plate appearances over over the season that's about a full season's worth of at bats he'd be on pace to hit about 84 home runs so that would be a record. Uh, obviously, that's not going to be the case, and he's going to slow down for the Pirates. But he, it's, there's a decision to be made for uh, whether the Pirates re-sign him next or this upcoming offseason because he is going to be a free agent. And, um, you know, we'll see with the CBA. Does, does the NL get a DH? Um, do they strike? We'll see. But... Bringing back Yoshi would actually be pretty nice. He's 29 years old, so it's not like he's not going to be a part of the long, long-term success of the Pirates. But bringing him back next year, I think, would be a pretty, pretty good idea. And uh, he's he's been really fun with the Pirates. Um, he's been adding some juice to the squad over the past past few weeks that he's been here and uh it's just fun to watch him hit home runs also brian reynolds i mean can't say enough about the guy he has been uh by far and away the pirates best player this season and um he will be getting mvp votes he's not going to get first place votes i think uh, that'd be pretty crazy especially when fernando tatis jr plays in the same league as he does but I mean, overall this season, his F4 is above four. Um, mentioned it, hitting above 300, slugging above 500. He's just been really great. The 22 home runs now on the season. It's probably going to end the year, I would guess, with at least 25. Maybe, maybe he gets hot and uh, gets near 30 or so. But uh, could could also get 100 RBIs as well. I mean... 100 RBI, say what you want. It's not really like a stat to judge whether or not someone's good. But getting 100 RBIs is an accomplishment. It's a pretty cool accomplishment, if you ask me. Um, Ryan Reynolds has really been great. And we'll see. We'll see what happens if the Pirates try to extend him at some point. Maybe this winter they try to uh, they try to get some extension talks going. But uh, he really has. He really has been that good this season. And um, it's pretty solid that he is a Pirate. Honestly, if the Pirates did not have Brian Reynolds this season, they would be that much worse. They would be terribly terrible. They would be borderline unwatchable. I mean, they're borderline unwatchable now, but without Brian Reynolds, holy shit, they would be just the absolute worst. But uh, Brian Reynolds, good for him. I'm glad, glad to be able to watch him play baseball. Um, 
some other positives on this team. Uh, Cabrian Hayes is back, so that's good. He uh, he returned. Let me see. Sunday was his first game back. I'm just double checking that. Yeah, Sunday was his first game back, and uh, it's good to see him back. Obviously, like Reynolds, he's a part of that core. He's a part of that future, so it's good to see him back. Um, yeah, that's about it, though. I mean, Colin Moran is fine. Jacob Stallings is good as a catcher, but it's nothing really to, like, you know, freak out about. He's good. He's solid. Moran is very Colin Moran-y, um, totally average. For a first baseman, he's probably well below average as a uh, as a hitter, but uh, he's, he's whatever. Ben Gamble, he's kind of shown some some life. Perhaps he's a guy too that uh, is on the squad next year, and he's probably your opening day left fielder, twenty twenty two, which is fine, I guess. Um, I'm just looking here. Cole Tucker, he got some reps this weekend, and he was. Pretty much terrible, I guess you could say. 0 for 5 Thursday, 1 for 4 Friday, 1 for 5 Saturday. And on Sunday, he was uh, 0 for 2, but he did walk twice. So that's pretty solid. In total, he struck out, let's see, 1, 3, 4, Struck out seven times this series. Not very good at all. But he did show some uh, positional flexibility. Played some shortstop. Played some center field. Um, so, I don't know. He is what he is. He needs to hit better. Like, that's 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 all you need to know. Boyd Park continues to struggle. Um, not great. Will Crow is pretty terrible. Will Crow on the season now has a 5.94 ERA, which not good, not good at all. The bullpen was just a complete disaster this weekend. Um, just you look at the bullpen ERAs, you just see fives and sixes and sevens and eights and nines all up and down the units. It's uh, it's pretty sad to watch, but. We'll see. We'll see what go. We'll see what happens down the stretch. I still hold hope that the Pirates will be able to win some of these games against these subpar-ish uh, teams starting tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see what they can do tomorrow afternoon. They play at one thirty-five. I uh, went over the the matchups earlier, but um, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. I will be back Wednesday, and Jake probably should be back Wednesday as well. We will be recapping this Detroit series and uh, talking talking in general about the Pirates. And uh, perhaps then they will have won some games and it won't be as quite as sad as the past few episodes have been. Because when this team loses so many straight games, I mean, what is there really to talk about? It's not a lot besides negative, negative, negative. So we'll see what happens. Follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch, H-U-R-S-H. Follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter at Bucks Dugout. And like I said, we'll be back Wednesday recapping the Tigers, Pirates, and uh, 
yeah, here's the hoping we see some wins, but that cannot be promised at all. So we'll see what happens. Everyone have a great rest of your day and peace out.